This is the Exceptional Leaders Podcast. The world is fading away. We don't just need successful men but exceptional leaders with a different spirit who seek God wholeheartedly and live in light of eternity. I am your host, Victor Ogunshola. In this season, we are taking a 40-day journey with the purpose-driven life by requiring to discover the answer to life's most important question, what on earth am I here for? Thanks for joining us. Day 21. Protecting your church. You are joined together with peace through the Spirit, so make every effort to continue together in this way. Ephesians 4.3 Most of all, let love guide your life, for then the whole church will stay together in perfect harmony. Colossians 3.14 It is your job to protect the unity of your church. Unity in the church is so important that the New Testament gives more attention to it than to either heaven or hell. God deeply desires that will experience oneness and harmony with each other. Unity in the soul of fellowship. Destroy it and you reap the hearts out of Christ's body. It is the essence, the core of how God intends for us to experience life together in his church. Our supreme model for unity is the Trinity. The Father, Son and Holy Spirit are completely unified as one. God himself is the highest example of sacrificial love, humble, other-centeredness and perfect harmony. Just like every parent, our Heavenly Father enjoys watching his children get along with each other. In his final moments, before being arrested, Jesus prayed passionately for our unity. It was our unity that was uppermost in his mind during those agonizing hours. That shows how significant this subject is. Nothing on earth is more valuable to God than his church. He paid the highest price for it and he wants it protected, especially from the devastating damage that is caused by division, conflict and disharmony. If you are a part of God's family, it is your responsibility to protect the unity where you fellowship. You are commissioned by God, by Jesus Christ, to do everything possible to preserve the unity, protect the fellowship and promote harmony in your church, family and among all believers. The Bible says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. How are we to do this? The Bible gives us practical advice. 1. Focus on what we have in common, not our differences. Paul tells us, let us concentrate on the things which make for harmony and on the growth of one another's character. As believers, we share one Lord, one body, one purpose, one Father, one Spirit, one hope, one faith, one baptism, and one love. 
we share the same salvation the same life the same future factors far more important than any differences we could enumerate these are the issues not our personal differences that we should concentrate on we must remember that it was god who chose to give us different personalities backgrounds races and preferences so we should value and enjoy those differences not merely tolerate them god wants unity not uniformity for body for unity's sake we must never let differences divide us we must stay focused on what matters most learning to love each other as christ has loved us and fulfilling god's five purposes for each of us and his church conflict is usually a sign that the focus has shifted to a less important issue things the bible calls disputable matters when we focus on personalities preferences interpretations styles or methods division always happens but if we concentrate on loving each other and fulfilling god's purposes harmony results paul pleaded for this let there be real harmony so there won't be divisions in the church i plead with you to be one in mind united in thoughts and purposes be realistic in your expectation once you discover god what god intends real fellowship to be it is easy to become discouraged by the gap between the ideal and the real in your church yet we must passionately love the church in spite of its, its imperfections longing for the ideal while criticizing the real is evidence of immaturity on the other hand settling for the real without striving for the ideal is complacency maturity is living with intention others believers will disappoint you and let you down but that's no excuse to stop fellowshipping with them they are your family even when they don't act like it you can't just walk out on them instead god tells us be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love people become disillusioned with the church for many understandable reasons the list could be quite long conflicts hurt hypocrisy neglect pettiness legalism and other things rather than being shocked and surprised we must remember that the church is made up of real sinners including ourselves because we are sinners we hurt each other sometimes intentionally and sometimes unintentionally but instead of leaving the church we need to stay and work it out if at all possible reconciliation not running away is the road to stronger character and deeper fellowship divorcing your church at the first time sign at the first sign of disappointment or disillusionment is a mark of immaturity god has things he wants to teach you and others too besides there is no perfect church to escape to every church has its own set of weakness and problems you will soon be disappointed again 
Groucho Marx was famous for saying he wouldn't want to belong to any club that would be that would let him in. If a church must be perfect to satisfy you, that same perfection will exclude you from membership because you are not perfect. That rich born of the German pastor who was martyred for resisting Nazis wrote a classic book on fellowship life together in it it suggests that disillusionment with our local church is a good thing because it destroys our false expectation of perfection the sooner we give up the illusion that a church must be perfect in order to love it the sooner we quit pretending and start admitting we are all imperfect and need grace this is the beginning of real community Every church could put out a sign, no perfect people need apply. This is a place only for those who admit they are sinners, need grace, and want to grow. Bonhoeffer said, he who loves his dream of community more than the Christian community itself becomes a destroyer of the latter. He would do not give thanks daily for the Christian fellowship in which we have been placed even when there is no great experience, no discoverable riches, but much weakness, small faith and difficulty. Even the contrary will keep complaining that everything is paltry and petty, then we hinder God from letting our fellowship grow. Choose to encourage rather than criticize. Number three. It is always easier to stand on the sidelines and take shots at those who are serving than it is to get involved, involved and make contribution. God warned us over and over not to criticize, compare or judge each other. When you criticize what another believer is doing in faith and from sincere conviction, you are interfering with God's business. What right do you have to criticize someone else's servant? Only their Lord can decide if they are doing right. Paul adds that we must not stand in judgment or look down on other believers whose convictions differ from her own. Why then criticize your brother's action? Why try to make him look small? We shall all be judged one day, not by each other's standard or even our own, but by the standard of Christ. Whenever I judge another believer, four things instantly happen. I lose fellowship with God. I expose my own pride and insecurity. I set myself up to be judged by God and I am the fellowship of the church. A critical spirit is a costly vice. The Bible calls Satan the accuser of our brothers. It's the devil's job to blame, complain and criticize members of God's family. Anytime we do the same, we are being duped into doing Satan's work for him. Remember other Christians, no matter how much you disagree with them, are are not the real enemy. Anytime we spend comparing and criticizing other believers, 
is time that should have been spent building the unity of our fellowship. The Bible says, let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. Don't drag them down by finding fault. Number four, refuse to listen to gossip. Gossip is passing on information when you neither you are neither part of the problem nor part of the solution. You know spreading gossip is wrong, but you should not listen to it either. If you want to protect your church, listening to gossip is like accepting stolen property and it makes you just as guilty of the crime. When someone begins to gossip to you, have the courage to say, please stop, I don't need to know this. Have you talked directly to that person? People who gossip to you will also gossip about you. They cannot be trusted. If you listen to gossip, God says you are a troublemaker. Troublemakers listen to troublemakers. These are the ones who split churches thinking only of themselves. It is sad that in God's flock, the greatest wounds usually come from other sheep, not wolves. Paul warned cannibal Christians who devour one another and destroy the fellowship. The Bible says this kind of troublemakers should be avoided. A gossip reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a babbler. The fastest way to end a church or small group conflict is to lovingly confront those who are gossiping and insist they stop it. Solomon pointed out, fire goes out for lack of fuel and tension disappears when gossip stops. stops. The 5. Practice God's method for conflict resolution. In addition to the principles mentioned in the last chapter, Jesus gave a simple three-step process if a fellow believer hurts you go and tell him work it out between the two of you if he listens you've made a friend if he won't listen take one or two other along so that the presence of witnesses will keep things honest and try again if he still won't listen tell the church during conflict it is tempting to complain to a third party rather than courageously speak to the truth in love to the person you've upset we are upset with this makes the matter worse instead you should go directly to the person involved private confrontation is always the first step and you should take it as soon as possible if you are unable to work things out between the two of you the next step is to make is to take one or two witnesses to help confirm the problem and reconcile the relationship what you sh- what should you do if the person is still stuck in stubbornness jesus says take t- jesus says to take it to the church if the person still refuses to listen after that you should treat the that person like an unbeliever support your pastor and leaders there are no perfect leaders but god gives leaders the responsibility and the authority to maintain the unity of the church during interpersonal conflicts that is a thank thankless job 
pastors pastors often have the unpleasant task of serving as mediator between odds conflicting and immature members they are also given the impossible task of trying to make everyone happy which even jesus could not do the bible is clear about how we are to relate to those who serve us be responsive to your pastoral leaders listen to their counsel they are alert to the condition of your lives and walk under the strict supervision of god contribute to the joy of their leadership not its drudgery why would you want to make things harder for them pastors will one day stand before god and give an account of how well they watched over you they keep watch over you as men who must give an account but you are accountable too you will give an account to god of how well you followed your leaders the bible gives pastors very specific instructions on how to deal with divisive people in the ch- in the fellowship they are to avoid agreeing gently teach the opposition while praying the change one those who are argumentative plead for harmony and unity rebuke those who are disrespectful of leadership and remove the divisive people from the church if they ignore two warnings we protect the fellowship when we honor those who serve us by leading pastors and elders need our prayers encouragement appreciation and love we are commanded honor those leaders who work so hard for you who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience overwhelm them with appreciation and love i challenge you to accept your responsibility to protect and promote the unity of your church put your full effort into it and god will be pleased it will not always be easy sometimes you will have to do what's best for the body not yourself showing preferences to others that's one reason god puts us in a church family to learn on selfishness in community we we'll learn to say we instead of i and her instead of mine god says don't think only of your own good think of other christians and what is best for them god blesses the church that is that are churches that are unified at saduvak church every member signs a covenant form that includes a promise to protect the unity of our fellowship as a result the church has never had a conflict that splits the fellowship just as important because it is a loving unified fellowship a lot of people want to be part of it in the past 7 years the church has baptized over 9100 new believers when god has a bunch of baby believers he wants to deliver he looks for the warmest incubator church he can find what are you doing personally to make your church family more warm and loving there are many people in your community who are looking for love and a place to belong The truth is everyone needs and wants to be loved and when people find a church where members genuinely love and care for each other you would have to lock 
the doors to keep them away point to ponder it is my responsibility to protect the unity of my church verse to remember let us concentrate on the things which make for harmony and growth of our fellow of our fellowship together what am i personally doing to protect unity in my church family right now what are you personally doing to protect unity in your church family right now i believe you enjoyed this episode thank you for listening I look forward to your comments and questions on this episode and please share don't ever forget you are exceptional remain blessed